Fantasy Film 101 with Christopher J. Garcia. The museum as a site for fantasy is awesome because there's something mysterious about museums in general, says the guy who's worked at a museum for a couple of decades now. But what's amazing is that if you look at sort of the two best examples of fantasy films taking place in a museum, one is played for a kind of comedy, while the other is played for sort of a childish sweetness. And it's a remarkable piece that you probably have not seen, and it's called Don't Eat the Pictures, and it is a Sesame Street film. It was a one-hour special, basically, that was on PBS, and the story is very simple. Big Bird and the folks from Sesame Street are locked in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and Big Bird, of course, is wandering around with Snuffy, and he meets an Egyptian prince named Sahu, and they have, who's on Earth because of a curse, and there's some sort of demon played by James Mason. And the various characters interact with the, the art. Uh, my personal favorite being that uh, we see Bert and Ernie looking at the Washington Crossing the Delaware painting, and that uh, Ernie says that it was silly to cross the river in the water because they should have just taken the George Washington Bridge. I love that gag. <laughs> but there's a lightheartedness to this that is, of course, very, very, very Sesame Street. But more importantly, there's a magic here. And while at one point you go, well, of course, you know, you're in, you're in a world where there are giant talking birds and grouches and monsters. So you've already set up a fantasy element. But then, instead of just having these fantastical characters wandering around a museum, which would be fantasy anyhow, you've added this element of the Egyptian prince who has to go to Osiris to have his heart weighed and becomes a star. It's an incredibly spiritual piece. But at the same time, it's a sweet, light-hearted educational piece. And this shows a lot of appreciation for how beautiful an experience of a kid in a museum is. There's a wonderful, absolutely wonderful and impressive piece uh, sung by Oscar called Broken and Beautiful, because there's an exhibit about uh, art broken in natural disasters, and he and Oscar loves it. It's such a great little piece, and if you're a museum guy like me, you realize what it's saying. It's that the story behind a piece is more important than the perfection of a piece. Of course, the other one that automatically comes to mind when you think of fantasy and museums is Do is Night at the Museum, which is very similar. There's the Egyptian themes. There's the idea that overnight magic happens in a museum. But the difference is, I think, the personal interactions. Big Bird is one of the most not only beloved, but lovable figures in American popular culture. He represents an innocence that is incredible. And when you put him in these situations, he has an interaction with the audience and the story that is absolutely heartwarming. The, in a ninth museum, our lead 
played by Ben Stiller, is likable but not lovable, per se. He sort of becomes lovable by the end, but it's nothing phenomenal. There's no magic to him. The difference between the two, to me at least, is how you show the person who is who the fantasy is being reflected upon. In A Night at the Museum, Ben Stiller is us, grown-ups, parents. He has our flaws. He has our sort of view of the world. And with Big Birds and Don't Eat the Pictures, it's standing in for the child. Every child wants to be able to make a big impact on the world. And here, Big Bird helps Sahu become a star, something bigger than all of us. On the other hand, in A Night at the Museum, it is the idea that he is simply trying... Yeah, there is the saving the world element, but it's also all about his kid and making that relationship work. And to me, it's much more impressive what they've done in Don't Eat the Pictures because they aren't relying on that. They're relying on a different simplicity. Because they're both stories that are equally complex. But at a night at the museum, it is relying on a story that is instantly recognizable to an adult audience. Whereas in Don't Eat the Pictures, it is a story that is challenging to its audience because it is both adults and children. And somehow, and this is something that Sesame Street has always done well, it has given us a story that lands for both adults and children in very much the same way. That's a remarkable thing, especially to do in fantasy.